Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Now this message tonight or whatever it is, this nugget, this message, whatever you're going to call it at the end, this is a, a special one because what I'm going to talk about tonight is something that I'm doing right now and it's overcoming my fears. Y'all don't understand. Some of my family members understand. This was the biggest, one of the biggest fears I had to face in my life um, was, was talking in front of a crowd. Um, I remember when I was young, my mom was one who ran the church. My grandparents were the pastors, and my mom was the one who ran the church, so she did Sunday school. She did everything that requires you to be um, helping at the church. She did. She covered every area. And um, so my aunt knows, my mom used to give out Easter speeches every Easter. And why was I the child that was so scared to do everything? My aunt's here. She can attest to all of this. Aunt Joan. But why did I have to be the child that was scared of everything? My mom was outgoing. She wasn't scared of much, at least not on the outside. And so she just, she handled everything. And, um, and every time we would go home, she would really rehearse with me because she was the one that was over it. So her child had to be the, you know, at least be as good as everybody else, not, if not the best. But I would go home and I would practice those Easter speeches and they wasn't too long. And I, I would get it after a while, but it seemed like as soon as I got there, oh my God. Soon as I got there, everybody doing their speech, I'm like, all right, it's my turn. I got it. I would rehearse it up until the moment. Yeah. As soon as I got up there, nothing. Yeah. And I remember my family members, they didn't know, but they would laugh. You know, not everybody. You know the ones who laugh like, ah, what's wrong with her? I think she a little slow. You know, they called me slow. They called me a few different names, and I, I can understand why. Because it was so weird. I had about 50, I have about 50 something first cousins, 40 to 50 first cousins, and we all grew up together for the most part. So we all went to the same church. It was like a big family church. And so, you know, you had to deal with some things because the people was familiar with you. So they didn't know that it would hurt your feelings, but they giggled a lot, you know, stuff like that. And so tonight, that's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm up here. I'm up here. And if I'm up here, I believe I believe that y'all can do anything y'all want to do. I know it seems small to y'all because some people love to grab some microphones. And I, 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 admire, I admire people like that. At first I used to be like, why do they do that? But I wish I had half that courage. And so I do admire that, but that's not what I do. I'm not quick to grab a mic or anything like that. Um, but tonight I'm doing it. Let's go. And if this is not encouraging enough, that's why I told y'all that story. So y'all can listen in a different way. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna share a few things tonight. I got I got a couple. Amen. I love y'all too. Oh, I love y'all. Oh, I do. Trust me. Okay. Yes, y'all can be seated. Thank y'all very much. I was gonna have a band play some music the whole time, but no, 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 no. Next time. Next time. Next time. Have a little beat under my little beat under my message. That might help me. All right, <laughs> but uh, but uh, okay. So tonight, um, y'all heard me mention on Sunday that live it up was important to me. The the year last year, living it up, and I told y'all he was. I was so grateful for his consistency on preaching that message because, like I said, 
curriculums last a quarter, when, and, and, and then it changes to another curriculum. But he kept talking about up and coming up and coming up. And it was like a treadmill to me that he didn't let off. Because people talk about messages, but they don't talk about it long enough for me to get, you know, just to, you know, to get warmed up. But um, living it up got me warmed up. And it got me to the point where, thank you. Can you open it for me? It got me to the point where I was able to stand on something, finally. Because you hear messages, then you fall off, and you say you're going to be consistent, but you don't. That's me, um, but because of fears. Um, I say I'm going to be consistent in something, but because of our pastor and my husband, because of his continuous um, word, I was able to, to form something that I can stand on. And now in 2019, as we go, I'm telling y'all, this is another reason I'm up here. As we go, oh my goodness, it took the anxiety out of the process for me. And all I'm gonna talk about is me tonight because that's all I know about. I don't, I don't know about anybody else as much as I know about myself. So I'm talking about me tonight and as we go, took that anxiety and that fear out of the walk with Christ. Because he said as we go too, it's not just about us fearing people or things, it's about fearing doing something wrong. You know what I'm saying? So as we go, helps me understand that even, it's okay even if you make a mistake. It's okay. You just get up and you keep walking. It said a, a righteous man, the word says, a righteous man falleth seven times, but he gets right back up and he keep, it's actually more. Is it more? Okay, seven times at least, but he gets back up and he keeps walking. And so I understood that as we go. I, I was able to process the walk for as we go. So thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. Um, okay, so tonight I'm going to talk about overcoming your fears. I called it facing it, but I want us to overcome it. Yeah, it's a difference between facing it and overcoming it. I'm overcoming it tonight. So that's what I want y'all to do. Amen. So we're going to talk about some fears tonight, and we're going to talk about the better side of it. Um, I believe that we all deal with some type of fear. Um, you got some macho men in here who feel like they real tough, you know, and they ain't scared of nothing. But there are some, some places in your life and some parts of your heart that you're scared to express. And I understand that. So just understand that we all have some type of fears. Not, you're not scared of anything. You know, you're not jumping when you walk down the street. But fears are rooted deep inside. Yeah, and they start at a, at a young age. And so I want to, um, oh, I want to talk about the first level of fear. And there's really only one that I want to talk about today. What's that? What's that? Thank you, girl. <laughs> Let me see. Okay. Anger. Mmm. Some people think anger is more about toughness and, sh and I'm, I'm strong and can't nobody bother me because you don't know, I can, I can get you. But, uh, but from what I found out in my research is whenever I've dealt with anger, I'm not a mean person, so why would I be angry? You know, I'm, I don't feel like I'm bitter. So why would I be angry? I don't feel like I don't love anybody. I love everybody. I don't want to hurt anybody. So why would I be feeling angry at times? And I had to think deeper, and the Lord shared with me. He said, that's just you. You're hurt. And like I said, from the most macho man to the child, when children are angry and all of that, they're just hurt about something that they didn't really process or no closure. Nobody helped them get through it. So instead, we, we keep it all inside. I'm going to say we. We keep it all inside and anger. Anger is the thing that we choose because. And it's like, um, Miss Stacy sent me this, 
this thing from um, psychologists called fight or flight. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing where the adrenaline builds up in your, your system and you get all of this energy and you start sweating and you start, your heart start racing and then, but, but the, the difference is with anger, that's what you're trying, you, your body is making you think you need to protect yourself from something. And, 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 and that's what anger is about and I understand it because so many times we didn't protect ourselves. So then we just chose anger and aggression because we wanted to calm the person down who was hurting us, bothering us, or abusing us. And the Lord shared with me, he said, that's okay. I mean, you know, you, it's not a sin to be angry. He said, but the thing is, it's just unhealthy to be angry. And he told me a couple of weeks ago, he said, daughter, because I was angry a couple of weeks ago about a few different things. And, um, and I, I didn't feel guilty about the anger, but I felt like I was, I was still empty and I didn't fulfill what I needed to fulfill. But I felt, you know, I felt cool after. I'm like, hey, I, say, I said what I wanted to say. I did what I wanted to do finally. But I still was unhappy and I still wasn't fulfilled. And he told me the reason why. He said anger is like a treat. He said you can have it here and there, but most treats are unhealthy. Yeah, that's why you call it a treat, because you shouldn't have it all the time, right? So he said, yeah, it's a treat. It's not a sin. You know, it's not a sin to eat, you know, bad things. But if you keep, keep, keep eating them, then you're going to um, develop sicknesses and stuff like that. So anger is just not as healthy, you know, as I would want it to be. But that, it's not a sin, but it's more of a treat. So see it like that. But after this tonight, you, you probably wouldn't even need that anger. We just want to consume all healthy things right after tonight. And after tonight, you should be better able to deal with some type of, some fears that you have. Okay. Live. It's two types of fear. God showed me. There's a fear of the unknown, which is the fear I'm talking about tonight. And then he told me there's a fear of the one who knows. So it's two kinds, the fear of the unknown and the fear of the one who knows. Right? Which y'all think that fear is? Fear of the Lord. Right. He said, because the fear of me, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So I want to I wanna start shifting your fears to the right way. Right? That's what we're doing tonight. We're going to shift our fears to the right person, to the right one. Amen. He said, the fear of me, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I wrote this down. Fear of the one who knows is, um, how do I say this? When you fear God, you gain wisdom. He told me that's a special type of fear. So there's two kinds, but this is a special kind of fear. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. His fear is more of reverence, reverential fear. Um, you know, you, you somewhere, you know you would normally do something. Nine times out of ten, if your spouse is there, you probably wouldn't do it. You know, if your kids is there, you probably wouldn't do it. If your mom and dad was there, you probably wouldn't do it. But the purpose of fear of the Lord is no matter who's around, that's who you fear. It's not so much, oh, my God, if I sin and I trip, God's going to kill me. No, that's not, he's not that kind of God. He's too good. But he's saying fear me as in reverence me. I'm everywhere. Yeah, it's not about fearing people. That's what we're talking about tonight. Get that out your mind, fearing people. Fear me, and that's when you gain wisdom. And all of your, decision, your, all of your decisions will be gold if you, if you fear him. But tonight, we're talking about that fear of the unknown. And the thing with fear of the unknown is fear is always future tense. It's never really now. Because fear is always in your mind, it's always, you're always imagining 
the thing that you fear. Right, I'm, that's how I do it. I'm always imagining it. So it's never actually really happened, but it's just, it's just, it's just in your mind. So fear is spiritual. Fear is a spiritual thing. It's not, it's not physical, but it manifests in a physical form. You know, like I said, you're, you're hiding. You know, normally you're not social sometimes. You know, you, you never go out. You know, you don't really want to talk to people much. Or it manifests so many different ways. I didn't even write down a list of it, but it manifests so many different ways, and it, it handicaps us from prospering and moving forward. And that's the whole purpose of 2019 is to move forward, right? And there's many ways we can move forward, like starting a business, possibly. Yeah, moving forward, like confronting people and confronting things so you can get some type of closure. Or moving forward, like doing what I'm doing, doing things that, yeah, yeah, taking a risk. Ugh, that's, a big, that's a big thing. Doing things on one side of the mountain and not worrying about what it's going to look like on the other side of the mountain. That thing. Because guess what? Fear is kind of like, to me, it's like an inverted faith. Fear is like that. It's, it's definitely not faith, but it's inverted. So here, here's what God showed me. This is what he said. Let me find it. Huh, huh, huh. I can't find it. But that's okay. I'm just doing it off the top of my head. He said fear is inverted. He said, you know, he said the um, now faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, right? But when we fear, we put fear in the place of faith. And then we say now fear is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So our fear is what brings the thing that we don't desire to us. Because that's the evidence. The fear is the evidence. So that's going to bring the thing that you don't want towards you. That's what he told me. It's, 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 yeah, it is. It's crazy. He said because, like Job said, remember Job? When he was always sacrificing for his kids? Every single day he said, I'm sacrificing for what my kids might do. For what they're doing and what they might do. And so that God wouldn't destroy his kids. But guess what? It still happened. It still happened. He said, oh, my Lord, the thing that I fear the most has come upon me because it's like faith almost. You keep wearing it. You wear it every day, every single day. That's, that's what I did. That's the problem. He said, say this to them. He said, tell them to say this. My expectation is my invitation. So that's what fear. But that's what fear, though. Whatever you expect, you invite. Okay. So he's saying, stop expecting things that you don't want, okay? Pastor, help me out with this part. He said, faith is based on prophecy and fear is based on predictions. So fear is never a thing. It never becomes a thing. That's the weird, crazy part. And um, he also said, he, I'm sorry, babe. I got to tell him where you, you helped me. You helped me. Um, prophecy is what God said, though. And... Predictions is what man or the enemy says. And, and that's so good because fears only lies. Fears are only lies from Satan. There are only good things that God wants us to know. He don't want us to know anything neg negative. For what? It's not going to help us. So, 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 let, let me go here. Fear is something that's created deep in our minds at a young age. And, it, and, and whatever happened to us, it was introduced to us at a very young age. 
And that's how it plays in our mind and plays in our mind until we get older and we just learn to live through fear. So we avoid so many things and important things and we can't move forward and we can't prosper and we can't get that thing that we keep seeing that we want because of that fear. And we make up so many different excuses of why we're not getting it because of this person, that person, this thing, you know, it's so many excuses. But um, again, fear is something that's created in our minds very young and God does not want us to fear anything but him. I got this other, I'm gonna tell y'all how bad fear is. Fear was for me. I got another childhood testimony. Did y'all, did y'all understand the first one? All right, so as long as I can remember when I was in school, elementary school, I was fearful. And not the regular fear, like fear of making friends, but I was so fearful that I wouldn't even ask questions if I didn't understand something. You know how like you raise your hand like, you know, teacher, I don't, I don't understand this. I don't understand that. I would never do it. And it was so bad that I started from elementary not asking questions all the way up to high school. So I almost fell just about every year because I was so scared to ask questions. And then by the time I went to, so every year I had to go to summer school because I was too scared to ask, so I was just like, I'll do it in summer school, cram it all up, there's not a lot of kids in there, I'm not too embarrassed, and I'll get it done like that. So I always wanted to avoid everything. And so by ninth grade, high school, for the first time, freer than ever, you know, teachers don't watch you as much in high school, they kind of make you feel like you're grown, but that wasn't good for me. Because by the time I got in the ninth grade, the fear had overtaken me so much that I decided that this is just me. I'm not going to ask questions. I'm just, hey, whatever happens, happens. So I went to the point where I wasn't asking questions to the point where I failed that, that class. And the reason why I failed it is because I was, I was scared. I was scared to ask. But not only did I fail that class, I failed the whole ninth grade. Y'all ain't know that, huh? <laughs> I sh I'm sure y'all didn't pass the take. I left back because of fear. And that's how bad it was. I don't know if, if y'all was that fearful growing up. That's what I'm telling you. This right here yeah. is God. It's the Lord. And like I said, you, you're, you're going to be able to do anything you want after this. Anything. And so it progressed. So I went from not asking questions to, oh, I'm just going to cut the class. Because I, after a while, I just got way too embarrassed. I'm like, I'm just going to cut the class. So I'll stay in the hall, stay in the stairwell until the class was over and went to, you know, went to the next class if it was an easier class. But then it progressed. So not only did I cut class, I started playing hooky. Now, who knows what playing hooky is? Y'all must be from up north. Playing hooky is, what y'all call it here when you just don't go to school? Skip. Skipping. All right, that's what I did. And first of all, I was scared of my mom too. So this was the thing, I was in a conundrum. I don't know if y'all know what that means, but I was in between a rock and a hard place because I knew my mom was going to beat me down for doing this. But I still did it because fear was, I, I didn't fear her as much as I, I don't know. It was just like I had to choose one. And so I, it just progressed and it just progressed to the point where I just wasn't around. And my mom didn't even really find out till like the end of the year. So the teachers, um, the principals brought her in and said, she's not going to pass this year. My mom was like, why? I bring her to school every day. You know, I make sure she go to school every day. She missed, I don't know how many days. I don't even want to tell y'all. 
So my mom was like, man. So she took me out of the school, put me in a private school, Christian school. I did a little bit better. I had to repeat the ninth grade. But fear is there for us to fail. It's there for us to fail. That's the purpose of it. Guess what? We won't knock. We won't seek. We won't ask if we're scared. But that's the thing we got to do this year. And so I'm trying to help my husband out by sharing with y'all. Y'all, we're not going to move if we don't do it. You know, we don't, if we don't let down this fear. And I know you think you don't have it, but you do. Because have you knocked yet? Has the thing came that you've been visualizing yet? Has it? No, we keep making up excuses every single time. And I told myself after the day, I'm not making up another, another excuse why I'm not going to do this. This is my family. Why wouldn't I? I visualized y'all faces for about six days straight. Woo! I was like, Addie, how you doing? Addie, you're going to be right here. Miss Stacy going to be right there. I need y'all, all of y'all. And I visualized y'all faces. But what I did was I was praying for y'all. And I was praying that this word right here will really resonate in your spirit. Yeah, because it's so light. It's like, oh, fear. Oh, that's so cute. That's such a cute message. But no, it's so big. I found out that fear was mentioned about 103 times in the Bible. And not only that, that um, anything that had anything to do with fear, like be anxious for nothing, um, stuff like that, it was mentioned about 365 times in the Bible, which the Lord knew. And he gave us at least 365 scriptures to tell us that we're not to fear anything. That's, I was like, whoa, how did that happen? That's, that's amazing. So we, we have no reason to fear. We have no reason to fear. And thank you for that selection. Because that really loosened me up when I walked in here. Um, so let me finish this. So again, pastor's talking about reaching, knocking, and moving toward. And, um, I, have, and I have this, this, this story right here is, is interesting to me. Because this was the cherry on top of what I needed from God. Um, many of you don't know, but my natural father, did, well, you probably know, he didn't, he didn't raise me. I've seen him, you know, over time, a few times, but not enough to really call him father or call him dad. And so he was married to another woman, and in my mother's house, she had got married to another man. He was cool and everything. So each house I went to, I was always the stepchild. The underdog, the one who always wasn't the most important one in the house. You see, you see what I'm saying? And I, I, for some reason, it seemed like it was no rest like that for me. Because at my father's house, the woman was kind of like running it. Not that my dad was a punk or nothing, but he, he trusted her. He let her just run everything, gave her the money, let her buy everything, whatever. And, um, and in my mom's house, my dad... My stepdad was the dominant one. So he worked um, all the time. He was a good, good guy, but my bro my mom, I had a little brother. I have a little brother, and that was his son. And so he always got the affection. Um, if he messed up, his dad always told him it was okay. You know, um, anything like that. If he didn't understand something, he always told his son what it was. But if I asked a question, it was like, here's your encyclopedia. Here's your th thesauruses, which was cool because I learned a lot and I was never allowed to ask questions because I had to find out for myself. That's why pastors always like, my, my wife, she's a researcher, she's gonna find out because I had to at a young age. Wasn't allowed to ask questions, which paid off 
but I didn't have that affection. I didn't have that covering where if I tripped or messed up, a man could tell me that everything's okay. So I didn't learn, I didn't learn how to make mistakes. So my whole life consisted of me trying to do, be perfect. Because in, in each household, it was just so hard. It was hard to feel loved, I guess. And my mom worked a lot. She wasn't a lazy woman. So she didn't have time to give as much affection. And she wasn't, um, she, she probably wanted to be affectionate, but she, her father wasn't affectionate to her. You know what I'm saying? So I don't blame anybody, but, and I understand, and I'm not bitter about anything. I'm just grateful. And so, yeah, I'm grateful that I'm here now. But I'm going to tell you why. Because the Lord shared with me about Jesus. He said, don't forget, he was like, uh, Joseph wasn't Jesus' dad. He said, Jesus was like a stepchild too. He said, don't, he said, what better way to be raised but by your heavenly father? Just like my son. And I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. And it really, because I always felt less than everybody. All the time, no matter what I had, I always felt under everybody. I always put myself under. But the Bible said, don't think highly of yourself than you ought. But I thought way too low. I didn't even I didn't forget feeling highly. I didn't even feel equal to anybody here because the way I came in, out of wedlock. So I just thought I wasn't really the, the child that God really wanted here because it didn't come the way he wanted me to come. And I knew that. So being born out of wedlock was like, man. I get it, so whatever bad happens to me, I guess it's supposed to, because I don't, I'm not really covered by God. I'm not covered by my father, and you know, so everywhere I went, it was just like I had to just be, what's that, introverted? And always just think within, because I didn't really trust anybody. So I was always protecting myself all the time, but I didn't know it was through fear. I thought I was being strong. So throughout my life, I always said, I don't, you know, I don't really need anybody. It's okay. I can pray. I can talk to God about it. Because that's, who, that's the only person that I can talk to, you know. Um, who cares about a wedlock child? And, that's, and who cares about that? But I, I let that, I put that in front of me most of my life. And I thank God when I met my husband that I found somebody who, can, who loves me. I mean... A lot of people liked me, but they liked me because of what I, what I did for them. I was always a giver, and I gave out of fear. Everything I did was out of fear. Even at this older age, I, I noticed it because I started becoming angry after a while. Like, why am I so angry? I'm not, I love everybody. Why would I be angry? But then I started understanding that I'm human too. And, and my husband makes me feel human. He tells me that it's okay, babe. You can be upset. You're, so, you're not supposed to take that. That's not okay. You know? So it's okay to, to tell somebody when they're doing something wrong to you. Because I wouldn't. I mean, you could be stepping on my foot the whole time. And I'll just take the pain as long as I can. And then try to, you know, eventually, hopefully, you get some grace for me and you let it go. That's how extremely fearful I was about everything. Because, again, I didn't have a man, a strong man. I, I thought that was why. I didn't have a strong man behind me, gripping me up, telling me I can do whatever I want to do. 
and telling me it's okay, it's okay. But again, when he told me Jesus was Jesus, and I was like, yo, that's so cool. Thank you, God, for sharing that with me. And not only that, not only was he a stepchild, but he suffered anxiety for a moment. He said in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, I know you have very bad anxiety, but guess what? Jesus took on that anxiety for you. Sweat of blood, that's worse than my sweaty hands. Ain't no blood coming out my hand, right? So I ain't suffering no type of anxiety as far as what Jesus did. And he was sweating. He went to that cross. In the garden, he said, oh, this is a hard thing. Yeah, he said, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will. Oh, I had to learn it. I don't care if you're bleeding. I don't care what it is. I have to go. I have to do it. But it's for a greater cause, though. It's for a great cause. That's why we're here, because he conquered those anxieties for us. He said, so, yeah, so if you're dealing with anxiety, he said, Jesus had been, um, what did he say? He was tempted all points. So now we have a father, and we have Jesus who understands every last feeling that we have. Every last one, even the ones you're like, nah. But I told you, he was a stepchild. So not that he didn't have his heavenly father. He knew that, thank God. But he was an under, underdog just like us. And he, he, he went through that. He came on the donkey. He could have came as the king. But he said, it's all right if people don't think you all that. Just come the way you come and do what God tell you to do. And in time, it's going to be revealed. Okay? He was tempted on all fronts, but he experienced it all for us. He took all of this stuff for us. He did. I have a good scripture for this. Now I'm going to be reading some scriptures that's going to encourage us. I talked about the fears. I told you all about myself and how deep these fears was. And now you're like, wow, that is amazing that she's up here. Yeah, because I ain't trying to be cute. I put this on at the last minute. I just threw this jacket on back there, called somebody to help me put the... I'm not into all of this, but I do it because I don't want nobody talking about my husband thinking he's doing bad. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, I do what I got to do. But I'm, I'm not up here to be cute. I'm never up here to be cute. I want to sit where y'all sitting every week at the, you know, at the end of the day. But my purpose is, is, is not my own. My purpose is not my own. He showed me this so many years ago. 15, 20 years ago, I saw myself doing this, but it was like, how? Ain't no way you're going to pick somebody this scary to do something like this, but he's amazing. He is. I'm right here. Woo. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. I don't know if I have it on the screens. I don't even, I'm going to read it to y'all. It says, whether shall I go from thy presence? This is Psalms 30, 139 and 7. Whether shall I go from thy presence? Or whether shall I free, flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into the heavens, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there too. Explain that one. That's what, that's what I wrote down. Explain that. 
He said, and it's, and, it's, and it's kind of self-explanatory, but I'll do a little bit explaining. He said, where shall I go from your presence? If I go to heaven, and, and, and um, he's there. Down here, I can't hide nowhere. He's there. He's in us. And he's saying, if I make my bed in hell, wow. That's saying whether I'm saved or not, he's still with me. So tonight, anybody who's not saved, just know he's with you, and you can get that salvation tonight. He's not scared. He goes to the ends of the earth for us. He's not afraid of anything. Amen. So he said, if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. No matter what, he's there. Amen. He said, he told me to tell y'all, he said, evil people ain't scared to do evil. So why are believers scared to do good? That's what he said. Ain't no evil man scared to do nothing evil. He works for his, his master. He worked for his master saying he's not afraid of anything. He said, so why, why, why are we afraid? Not anymore. Not anymore. Why? Why be afraid? We're made in his image after his likeness. How can we be afraid? Oh, I got another scripture. This one is good. Oh, this is good. Okay, it says... If this is Colossians 1.16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, everything in heaven, that is in earth, everything in the earth, the animals, the trees, everything, the, everything in the water, the water itself, all of that. The visible, everything you can see, the invisible, everything you can't see. Where, where am I? Okay. Whether they be thrones, kingdoms, Wakanda, or dominion, control, people controlling. Whether there be principalities, things that were introduced to us for the first time and just got us stuck on that thing, that's spirits. Whether there be powers, strength in this world. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him, all things consist. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So he is before all things. Guess what he's before? Who? and this is for me. All this is for me. You know that gecko, that gecko, that little lizard, when you walk out that front door? He said he, he created that for him. And he made that. So if he made it, why would I fear that? And I'm still learning. I'm like, Paul, I have not attained everything. I have not attained everything. Now, some of this I did, but not, <laughs> I did this. I'm up here, right? That's next. Yep. He said, but why fear it? Because he's before all things. Nothing can come to us without him first. Yeah. So from that, that insect, that's what I wrote down, to Donald Trump. We don't fear anything. Why? Because he's before Donald Trump. He's before him. So there's nothing that can overtake us. There's no evil that can over... And I'm not saying Donald, I'm just saying. The government, things that we don't know, the unknown, all of that stuff. He's before all of that. David said, when the enemies came up upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Yep, because there's no weapon... No weapon that's formed. Yeah, that's formed, that's even made. The guns, that was formed. Arrows, that was formed. But nothing formed 
uh, against me, it, it won't prosper, it's not gonna work, or we wouldn't even be here right now. They would have been work, what are they waiting for? What is it, what is it, what is it waiting for? And this is for me, I ain't talking at y'all. What, what is it waiting for? Okay, check this, check this scripture out. Now, this is the one that is, talks about no weapon formed against us shall prosper, but this is the one, the scripture right before that. It says, my lips is kind of dry. It says, if any nation comes to fight you, it is not because I sent them. Whoever attacks you will go down in defeat. I have created the blacksmith who fans the coals beneath the forge to make the weapons of destruction. And I, create, I have created the armies that destroy. So no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He said, I have created the blacksmith who fans the coals. You know, back in the day, they made stuff a little bit different. Each person had to physically do things to make things happen. But he was saying, he made the person who made the weapon who you think that's going to destroy you. He made that person. So not only is the person, the person can't get you, the weapon can't, nothing. Nothing. He made that person. <sighs> yes, that's right. I'm taking that power out of that. It says, now he said, the Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. So when we see wicked things and evil things, that's not for us. That's for evil and wicked people. When you see things that's happening to people, don't always think that it can just happen to you. It can't. He said, because I made wicked for, for the day of evil. For me, I'm going to use that for something. So you, ugh, wow. Wow. He said... Don't be a denier of evil. Now, don't deny that it's evil out there. Don't deny that, but don't be a doubter of Jesus. Yeah, it's good to, to, to don't be in denial now. It's some wicked, evil, crazy stuff out there, but don't be a doubter of Jesus. He came after that. He was there before the foundations, right? He came, he came, and now he's, he's here. He's, he's before it all. Exactly. And I'm not preaching, I'm just excited. Amen. Amen. Y'all getting this? Okay. Okay. Don't be a doubter of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you why don't be a doubter of Jesus. I kind of just mentioned it. It said, in the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. And he was continuously existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him. And without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. So before there was evil, there was Christ. That's major, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not equal. Jesus and Satan is not equal. And I know a lot of us think that way probably from a young age because TV taught us that. But Jesus and Satan, that's not a real battle. He went down after he um, gave up the ghost after all that, three days he went down to hell. He took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He said, death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? And I'm gonna tell you what this means. We talked about it in the car, death, where is your sting? I believe that Christians don't feel everything before they pass. Basically, we're not gonna, we're not gonna feel like when our loved ones die and they, they're believers, they don't feel that, that, 
that harsh pain, that transformation. He said, death, where's your sting? He's going to take the sting out of death. So when your family members went through these car crashes and things that you thought that they felt so much, nah, Jesus took their spirits just like he did when he said, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Now to every believer, that's how it goes. So don't think they feeling all of that. And we cry because we think they suffer like that. But we don't suffer like that. I'm going to take it even further. I'm going to go back to, to the slavery days. And I'm going I'm to take it back. and, and go and I, Because they're going to be doing some crazy things in the future. I mean, I don't know if y'all see movies and all that. Believe everything you see. Okay? That's all that stuff going to happen. But for us, we don't, of course, we don't have to worry about that. We don't, we don't have to worry about all that stuff. So I'm going to get back to this. I'm, 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 I'm going off topic. But we're not going to feel that death like, like everybody else feels. And I feel sorry for him. But I'm going to go to, so Christ is before all things. He was here from the beginning. Christ is the word. Everything we speak is Christ. It's Christ. Every word we speak, that's Christ. He said before the foundation of the world, the word was Christ. Okay? So every time we read this word, remember, we're getting life. We're getting life. Every word we read, that's Christ. It's broken down for us. We can't attain him all in one. So we learn him bits by bit, piece by piece. But we, we, it's all going to come together in the end. But Christ, he said, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, save the Lord, thoughts of peace. Yeah, not anxiety. And not of evil to give you an expected end. Hmm. So now the fear of the unknown is thrown in the trash because we have an expected end. Yeah, so we're not worrying about what the end's gonna be. We read it in the word. If we don't believe the word, that's a different story. Now we gotta talk about what you believe. But this, this is the word. He said, I expect a good, I have a good ending for you. So all we gotta do is rest. Yeah, rest in Christ. I know that's all I got to do. He said, I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to bring you to an expected end, so no more fear of the unknown. Amen? Amen. Trust God. Fear the one who knows. Trust him. Fear him. Love him. Know him. Amen? Put no confidence in the flesh. Ooh, that's a good one. Not just your flesh, your moms, your dads, your sisters, your brothers, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, your pastor, and whoever else. Ooh, that boo, not your boo. None of them, but Christ. That's who our confidence is in. So as soon as we feel our confidence running low, go back to that word. That's Christ. Put it in us when we feel ourselves running low. Put on Christ. Amen. So no confidence in that flesh, no confidence in that person. You can confide in the person, but the confidence, confidence, that boldness, that's, that's Christ. He's the only one. Only take his boldness. Don't take nobody's, nobody else's. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. That's the best one. But of power, not weakness, love. Not abandonment. Yeah. And a sound mind. Yeah. Now, who knows what sound... Now, I didn't really know what a sound mind was. I'm like, what's a sound mind? A sound mind. Lord, what, what's a sound mind? But he, he showed me that a sound mind is basically a mind that's at rest and is in a space where you can hear God. 
Because fear only comes from the devil. Fear is only, is only what he's telling you that's a lie. So a sound mind is that mind in that space where you can hear him. However you need to get that sound mind, that's what he's talking about. But that's what he gave you, a sound mind, not fear. So let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Yeah, the same mind that's in Christ Jesus is let it be in you. We can let it. We don't got to be stubborn. I know my little flesh is a little stubborn. My little, they say may babies, whatever. I'm not into all that. But, you know, I'm not stubborn like me. But sometimes it's harder for me to get out of a, my comfort zone. That's what it is. He said, but let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Everything is not about comfort. Some things are about just doing it. Just doing it. Because when you're comfortable sometimes, then you can become complacent. And that's like now, the more comfortable you are, your body just is like a creature of habit. Then it just don't want to do anything after a while. That's why I try to just get up and keep moving. Because if I stay in my room, my kids know I'll be in there all day long, chilling out, reading, doing all that. But I have to get out, get up and get out sometimes. So keep moving. That's good. That's a good way to conquer fears. Just, just keep moving. Amen. But again, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. He said that um, if you keep your mind on him, he'll keep you in perfect peace. Yeah, that's what he told Peter when he was walking on the water. That's what you talked about. That um, it, it wasn't about, he wasn't really scared to walk on the water, but he kind of took his focus off Christ. And he started looking at everything. And that's when you begin to fear. But if our focus... It's just Christ, nothing else. It may take time for us to get this now. After tonight, this is just the beginning of a new way and a new way of thinking, but we gotta rehearse this stuff in our minds every day. We're not just gonna get it off of one saying because we've been doing it and fearing for so long. And this is for me, so you, we gotta keep things in our way that'll, that'll keep us courageous and that'll keep us strong. So let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, so you can keep that peace. Amen? Amen? Amen. I don't know what time. What time is it? Oh, 8.50. I did 20 minutes. Yeah, but are y'all getting it? Is it good? I believe, I believe it's good. And I'm almost done. I, I'm almost done. Um, but I, so take confidence in Christ, y'all. Um, we can't move forward. We cannot get these things that we so desire because the fears is drawing the negative to us. So remember that. Always use your faith. Faith, faith is now. Fears is always future. You just never, that's why I said you never, it never really happens because it's always future. But, but using your faith is for now. Amen? It's for now. So, oh, I want to talk about this. And this is for us now. I'm, I'm closing. I'm closing. I got one close. That's all I got. One. Okay? But, um, just one. Just one. Take two if I need it. I might. Amen. But, um, and this, and I am closing, so... This is, I've, this is in my spare time. I need to tie my shoe. Hold on one second. Y'all can talk to me. 
Amen. Um, right here is serious because in the beginning, Genesis, Adam and Eve in the garden, chilling out, no, walking like they do every day. And um, of course, we know the story that there was a, probably a million trees in the garden, but God said there's one tree in the center, don't eat, don't touch. No, don't eat of it. Um, so long story short, Adam and Eve probably walked past it a few times, like Pastor said, but eventually it got interesting to them. Long story short, the devil came, Satan came, talked to Eve, whatever. They ate, they ate it. Okay, so Jesus, God comes back like he does every day. He talks to them in the cool of the day. Y'all remember that? Each day. But he came back to that spot that he normally come back to, and he wasn't there. And he was like, Adam, where are you? And Adam said, God, I ran and I hid. Her like, why? He said, because I'm naked and I'm ashamed. And God said, because you naked? But who told you that? Yeah, you been naked. I just want you to know that. I never, clothes did not exist then. So, yeah, he's not afraid of nakedness. God is not afraid of that. He said, who told you that? Who told you that? Who, who, who told you that you were slow? Who, who told you that you wasn't good enough or cute enough? Who, who told you that you wasn't better than your drunk grandfather? Because my grandfather was drunk. Him too? But guess what? You're better than that. Yes. Who, t who told you that, that you had all of these weaknesses? And who, 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 who told you that? Because guess what? You been had them. You had them since you was born. You was born in sin, shaped in iniquity, and now you coming into the knowledge of, 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 of consciousness, and now the devil done talked to you all this time, and now you know that you got these flaws. Yeah, but, we, but, but Christ died. He died for that. So now, anytime we're thinking about our flaws and all of that stuff, that's pure Satan. That's, I'm telling y'all, that's the warfare. When you got all these low thoughts, and all of these, that's pure Satan. We, we can't even conjure up these thoughts. He's been doing this for millions of years. Getting people to, to be thrown off their course. Trying to get David thrown off his course when he killing Bath, um, Bathsheba's husband and taking people's um, wives. But he felt bad about that. But we, when we fear and when we... Oh, fear causes us to do so many things outside of God's will. Yeah, I've given out of fear down to nothing. People have touched me that they wasn't supposed to. I let them out of fear, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, out of fears, we let so many things happen that it causes us to just break down to being nothing, feeling like we're nothing. But Jesus came for every last evil thought that causes us to do silly things we don't, have to we don't have to deal with that anymore. He said he's, he died for every last, he said every, everything, every emotion, everything we're dealing with, he died for that. Do we believe that? 
Well, we have to when those thoughts come. We can't just believe it here. When those, when those dark thoughts come that's opposite of what we know, then we got we to gotta cast that down. Anything that's, that's different from this word or anything that causes you to be disobedient or cause you to not move when God say move, that's the one we need to be fearing because we all have a purpose. All of us, we all have a purpose. And whenever we feel that lean to do something good, because every purpose is to do something good. So know that every time you want to do something good, that's God. There is nothing good that dwells in our flesh, not one thought. I don't care who you think you are or where you think you came from, but not one thought that's good is yours. So know that God has been speaking to you since the day you was born because you had good thoughts before you got saved, right? Because he's been with us. That's what he's saying. That's why he's saying, who told you you was naked? You've been doing all of this stuff. Yeah, but now you know that it's wrong. Who told you that? In Christ. That's what we have to be in Christ. Everything we do has to, has to be in, in Christ because we are, we were sinners, amen, and we, and we do do these things, but Christ, once he died, he's in our stead now. He stands in front of God for us because the blood that was shed through Christ was for us to be at peace with Jesus. Remember I told y'all that? This blood ain't for us to just come against Satan with because he's already defeated. But the blood shed was for us to be one and back with God in our original state. So now that he did that, we're not fearing when we sin. Yeah, because we're going to get right back up after that, right? We're not going to fear that. And, and, and when we keep fearing our sins, and we fear, that's when we just go back, 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 and then we just decide to be a certain way. Yeah, but that's all out of fear. Come on, y'all, don't be afraid of that. Who told you you was naked? Believe this. Understand this. We don't worry about this. Christ died in our stead. Amen. And I'm not going to keep saying it over and over, but I know we need to keep hearing this. I know it because this is how we get tricked. This is how he tricks us. But Satan is a liar and the truth is not in him. And he's the father of every single lie. We can't make up lies. He made him up already. I mean, he's the father. He's the originator of lies. So I know it's going to be ugh, challenging to get that in our head. But everything that's not good is a lie. So if we start focusing on good things and not saying, well, dang, I lie a lot. I this a lot. I that a lot. We can just start saying the thing that we need. Say, you know, I'm a good person, man. I can be better. I can do all things through Christ. Just speak more good things. And that's not you being hypocritical. That's, that's, yeah, that's the righteousness. That's our righteousness. We have that. We can use that. Don't let Satan trick us, tell us we're not righteous. If we, do we love Jesus? Do we believe that he died for us? So then that's it. That's it. That's it. I will not be ashamed of anything. I won't even be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus because I sin. Nah, we can't be ashamed of the gospel. All of that stuff is paid for. And, and, and um, don't trust, don't trust yourself. Trust the Lord. Amen. So in that garden, that's where that sin first came up. That's where fear, I'm sorry, that's when fear first was originated. They ran and they hid. But Jesus said, nah, nah, it's okay. You got me now. I'm on this boat with you. Amen. So tonight we're shutting off the sound of the enemy. We're shutting off that sound. 
Yeah. Amen. And we're going towards Christ. It's not about perfection, but it's about going towards, going towards Jesus. Amen. Keep God first. Keep God first. Like he said, Christ is before everything. He's before evil. He's in front of that. So when you think evil is coming to you, remember Christ is in front of that. And it, and it can't touch you. It won't. Amen. Amen. I'm done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I'm done. Thank you, Father. Did y'all understand that? I hope it wasn't too elementary for you. Okay, good. Good, good, good. I feel good. Can we clap our hands, please, for the woman? I hear the Lord saying to you, you have now entered into the flip side. The flip side. You went through a whole lot your whole life and you didn't see what it will add up to. Now you're walking and living on the flip side of that. Anybody else ready to walk into the flip side of your life? This is the other side. This is the, other, this is the greater anointing. This is what you're called to do. This is what you never thought possible. But you're not just walking in it, you're flowing in it. And I speak the grace of the Lord over your life in the name of Jesus. I speak boldness over your life continually. I preach the anointing from the crown of your head to your sole of your feet. And may you continue, 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 continue to speak the word with boldness. Speak the truth in love. There are generations out there with your name assigned to it. I pray in the name of Jesus that no soul will be lost. No young woman, no young man, no person in the name of Jesus. I pray boldness, courage, strength in the name of Jesus. You have entered into another realm of anointing. Uh, you have entered into another realm of confidence. You have entered into another realm of faith. And what the devil thought would stop you did not stop you at all. It actually gave you more strength. It gave you more power. So I celebrate you, woman of God. I celebrate you. I love you. I'm excited for you. Congratulations. You made it to the flip side. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.